Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Voice America family, how's it going? Once again, it's the Nick Foles with the Hurley Brown Show, Kelvin Harris, your co-host. I got to get Texas to the playoffs and maybe win the Super Bowl right now. Because here he is out at Merritt Island, making the Merritt Island Mustangs good again. Great again, So today, I got a special friend of mine. I want to take a different uh, view of preseason. Now that preseason has started, most of the time we have on former players, a coach. But today, I'm going to take it in a different perspective. I've got my man Rob G. Robert Gamble. Radio personality out of Houston. Uh, uh, what radio show you think you on again, Rob? That's all you got to say? Nice about me, man? Golly. I mean, mean, it's been so long since I've I've, uh, listened to that station. I forgot it. 97.9 The Box in Houston. And also Magic 102. Rob is a dual threat. He can go old school. He can go uh, up-to-date urban. But... The worst part about Rob's life is that he's a Cowboys fan. And so <laughs> those of you out there around America know what happens with these Cowboy fans. There's a lot of disillusionment, a lot of uh, unrealistic thinking. But Rob is a football fan. So in this in this first segment, I want to cover a couple of things. We're going to start out with preseason. Now, Rob, yeah. you as a Cowboys fan... Your optimism and your hope are at an all-time high right now because everybody's zero and zero. So what are your expectations for your Cowboys this year? Well, you know, here's the thing, man. I've actually become disillusioned with the Cowboys because of Jerry Jones. And as much as, you know, I've grown up loving the team since Roger Staubach was a quarterback and my grandfather gave me a a Dallas Cowboy jersey with Cowboy bed sheets, you know, back in the seventies. Um, but uh, now, man, I, I, you know, my interest is waning, man. I almost feel like um, I shouldn't be supporting this guy, this owner who um, is 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 making his players quote unquote toe the line. You know, it's um, his his thoughts, his views. Are in line with 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 appears to be Donald Trump's, and it's hard for me to support them, man. I mean, don't get me wrong; I still read about them on a daily basis. But when the game was on the other day, I watched the highlights, but I didn't watch the game with the eagerness and anticipation that I, you know, had before. You know, my my um man, it's like I feel like a scorned lover, man. You know, <laughs> you know hey, I feel you, man. First. Let me tell you something. I was at one point a Cowboys fan. I was a Cowboys and a Steelers fan, and I love for the Oilers because of Earl Campbell and the Rams because of Eric Dickerson, and then ironically, I got to play with the Rams. And then when Jimmy was with Dallas, even though I was in the league at the same time he was with Dallas, and we actually played on the time that I was there, I was still, because, you know, this is the guy that recruited me to the University of Miami, but I'm going to say this, and I've said this to you and many other Cowboys fans, until Jerry Jones puts Jimmy Johnson in that ring of honor in Dallas, there won't be any good things oh. happen for the Cowboys. Well, and, no, I mean... But, but hey, Rob, you know what? I know it's hard for you to support Dallas right now, and it's probably equally as hard to support Houston. The Warriors needs fans. I mean, Drew Brees. I mean, Alvin Kamara. Drew, the young rookie. Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees has been a staple on my fantasy football teams for the last eight years. So I would have I would have no problems <laughs> rolling with the same. See, there, there, there you go. See, it's always an alternative. Now, with you being a fan, I'm looking at this a little differently. I don't play fantasy football. Uh, I'm, uh, I almost thought about trying to do it this year, but I haven't quite softened up yet. Now, you, as a stable of this 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 phenomena, looking mm-hmm. at the league. Who's the sleeper player that you want to pick on your team right now? Uh, so far with camp and preseason. 
Well, it was going to be Geis, you know, uh, the running back for, for the Redskins. Yeah, uh, I want to cancel that. Tilly Torres ACL. Uh, that was kind of going to be my, you know, that was going to be my uh, uh, my steal there. But I think um, the steal is going to be old school LeGarrette Blunt. Everybody forgets about him. But he consistently Did you say LeGarrette Blunt? Yeah, LeGarrette Blunt, man. LeGarrette Blunt does he play Lions. for? Huh? He plays for Detroit, right? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Detroit now. That might not be a bad pick because the one thing they've been missing is a hammer running back. And that's why. And then with Patricia being there, oh, yeah. That might not be. Mm. It's not a yeah. bad pick, Rob. Look at. Now, have you watched any of the games? Uh, have you watched? Did you watch any preseason games last week? I like I said, I picked through uh, some highlights, but I didn't. I didn't really watch any game, any really full game at all. Uh-huh. Did you watch Hard Knocks? Did not watch Hard Knocks. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. It was basically the Baker Mayfield show, was- and then of course. They go over the uh, situation with Antonio Callaway uh, and the stupidity that is his life. But the thing I took from it is that Tyrod Taylor is going to get cheated sooner than later because the first episode was basically the Baker Mayfield show. And, you know, Callaway made him look really good. But you you knew that when when they put the number one pick on him. You knew that. Yeah, here we go. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be positive about this thing because there's a University of Miami guy, as you know, VP of uh, 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 football operations, Alonzo Highsmith, and you know, got a lot of respect for Alonzo and you know his ability to pick talent. And I I respect John Dorsey, but I'm gonna just say this: I like every one of their picks, but that one because I really thought they could have went ahead and got Saquon Barkley with that first pick, and got this guy in the mm-hmm. fourth pick. It wasn't like the Giants was going to pick him. I mean... Wasn't, right. Right. They could have they played it a little bit better. But, I mean, you know, maybe they just, like I said, they really wanted, they really wanted uh, the corner that they drafted. And uh, I really thought they were going to get Chubb and, and uh, pair Chubb up with the, the number one pick, uh, what's your, your defensive end uh, last year? From, oh, uh, yeah, Miles Garrett. Miles, I mean, from A&M, right? Miles Garrett. So, uh... I thought they were going. Yeah. I thought they were going to do that. They were going to pair them up, you know, and and, and have you know uh, the modern day version of Reggie White, Jerome Brown kind they, of deal going they, on. They got a they got a pass rusher um, guy from who was from NC State. Uh, oh no, excuse me, from Oklahoma State. Who's um, who's not a real big guy, so they can't play him every right. down. And they drafted a kid out of my school, Chad Thomas, to be that front side end because Chad is 6'5", 280. So that, that kind of frees up the uh, the uh, smaller guy to come in on third down situation. Now, right. the team that I think is going to win it all, me personally, I think it's going to be Pittsburgh. But the hmm. rookie that I'm Why? looking at you gotta right get now. You got to get Le'Veon Bell in the fold first. No, he's coming. He'll be all right. Look, here's the thing that a lot of a lot of fans don't understand. When you've been in the system as long as Le'Veon Bell has been in that system, you really don't need training camp. I mean, that's what well, here's the deal. With, with, but here's the deal with Le'Veon, and having had Le'Veon on my fantasy team for many years, he like Drew Brees <laughs> been my my keepers for many many years. Le'Veon, by not practicing, when he doesn't practice, he comes he's gonna in get hurt. And, and, and and with his style, don't get hurt, man. Two three games in. He's going well, to I can tell you right now, the biggest games. problem with the league in this practice thing of trying to keep these guys fresh is what a lot of people understand is is that when you go through training camp, you are conditioning your body to take the beating that you're going to take over a 17 to 22 week period. And what happens when mm-hmm. you don't practice? You know, it's, it's a, you're setting yourself up to get hurt. Now, with that being said, this guy is a workout warrior. He keeps his body in good shape all year round, and he knows what he needs to do to not get hurt, which is why, like, right. you know, veterans despise training camp. And so yeah. he, needs, he needs about a week. He needs about a week to 10 days 
of in pads. Yes. Uh, that's right. it. And Get ready for the season. That's it. Listen, Lawrence Taylor once spent a whole training camp playing golf and snorting coke. And in the first game, he showed up against your Dallas Cowboys and basically solidified his his bust in, in Canton with an incredible performance. I mean, right? You're, you're talking about some freak athletes. I mean, there's a reason why Cleveland didn't suspend Antonio Callaway. He's a freak. So freaks get special treatment. Le'Veon Bell is a transcendent running back. He can... Right. You know, and once you've been playing as long as he's been playing in the same system, with the same coaches, with the same players around you, it doesn't take as long for you to come in because nothing changes. It's like he knows that offense like the back of his hand. Ben knows him. He knows Ben. Um, he knows all the checks. He knows all of the blitz pickups. He knows all of the routes. So, really, when he comes in, it's more of getting his body condition. He needs about I'd say 10 to 14 days. Um, wow. Okay. But this isn't everybody. Um, I, I'll give you another example. Walter Jones once got franchised three years in a row, set out, showed up yeah. in the training camp, made Pro Bowl every year, and eventually got the big contract. Once you, if, you're in the, if you're in a situation where you get the same system every year with the same coaches and the, and the majority of the players around you, it's, it's you know, it's just like right now when you go to the box, you go to do your shift. You've been doing it so long. Okay, you you yeah, had that. I only got to be there five minutes right before before the show starts. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before even, before even, before I, where I may need forty minutes of prep, but thirty minutes of prep, right? Now I'm just all right. You know, it's you're right. It's smoking then, a cigarette through there. It's muscle memory. You're right. Yeah, and, so. then, and then like remember when you came back. Because you had a time where they did, you know, you guys had parted ways for what six months, I believe it was. Nine months, yeah. Nine months. But when you showed back up, it was like, oh, okay, literally riding a bicycle. Everything, everything is still the same. You're right. All the, all the, uh, uh, all everything. You know, uh, the, the manuals, the pr- protocol, the way to go about everything. None had changed. And in the time I was gone, the only thing that was yeah. updated were, were were the were the you know the playlist, and so you just you know you pull from that. So I guess you know well, I mean I never thought about only, it from that component from a football player, but yeah, I guess you're right. The only difference is he has shoulder pads on and you don't. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more NFL, but also this foolishness going on at Maryland. And the foolishness at Ohio. The Big Ten is just straight foolishness right now. So when we come back, we're going to talk straight Big foolishness 16. in the Big Ten. <laughs> On the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thunder chickens beware. We're coming for you. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown, and our panel of pros are out for beards. <laughs> Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
This is The Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, Boys of Miracle family, it's The Get Down with Hurley Brown, the Nick Foles edition. That's right. I'm your co-host normally, Kelvin Harris, but I got to step in and get us to the playoffs because Hurley is making Merritt Island great again. And I got with me my main man, Rob G., one of the OG uh, DJs from 97.9 The Box in Houston, 102.3, hot, uh, uh, Magic 102. Magic 102.1. 0.1. 0.1, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Rob, is a, Rob is, a, is an urban specialist. He does the old school on 102.1, and then he comes back and gives you a a Sizzler, Takashi 6.9, on 97.9, the box. All right. But the one poor decision he made in life was to become a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I'm going to forgive him for that. (laughs) Now, now, Rob, I mean, you're also a college football fan, and this is ironic because you went to school at Hampton, so this is near right. you. Now, this foolishness at Maryland, um, you know, black colleges back in the day were known for their tough practices and rough coaches. But what I'm hearing out of Maryland, I mean, I'm a little taken aback because that's something from like the 1940s. And you having a young son, a.k.a. the little general, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, as a parent, I guess I'm looking at this from, from, from taking another angle. If the little general was a little older and was being recruited, and you heard about these allegations, and say Maryland came to talk to you or talk to your son, would you be able to even listen to them, knowing that this guy's still the coach? Well, here's the thing. I think, you, and you need to give a background for everybody that doesn't know exactly what happened. Well, according to the reports, ESPN uh, got wind that there was some foolishness going on at Maryland. They had a kid die about a month and a half, two months ago, after a workout, uh, off-season workout, where a conditioning program with the strength coach. The kid's uh, right. temperature was up to 106 degrees, and apparently they waited with the protocol to call the ambulance or to resuscitate him, which, you know, led ultimately led to his death. He was in a, a coma for, I think, 10 days, and he eventually passed away. So, at, you know, because of that, ESPN was snooping around, you know, you know, trying to get information on this story, and some current players came to the reporter and said, you need to, you know, delve deeper into what's going on here because we got some foolishness going on. And so they went and they did a full investigation. They interviewed a lot of current players and quite a few former players and administrators, and they all came out with craziness about verbal abuse, some physical bullying. Um, the strength coach apparently is a madman, and there's some questions about the athletic staff. So well, let's just so say, this sounds like it's part of the you know you know and, and first of all my condolences to the. Uh, family that lost their son um yes you know and, and like you said has a has, has a father you know i mean when that time comes around my son is eight years old now but even even now when i send him off to a little uh basketball camp or something like that you know the or the school or or uh, or, or vacation bible school whatever it may be the the thought and and, and the hope and the prayer is that, that they're going to look after your child you know in the same manner of care that you would that your child is going to be returned to you uh, you know, unblemished, untarnished. And um, it sounds like what's happening in Maryland is, you know, it's not an isolated incident. This is a culture um, up there in Maryland, especially if other players and former players, you know, are speaking out. It sounds like a culture. And so, you know, to answer your initial question, if, if they were to come to speak to me, man, there's no way. You know, it's no well, way. Man, um all right, well, then let me ask you the second question. Uh, your son is also getting recruited by Ohio State. 
<laughs> Urban Meyer wants to come Look, visit you. Well, that's that's not going to work. Number one, because I'm a Wolverine. So yeah, uh, I knew I just <laughs> <laughs> so that's number one. That's already one strike against old Urban right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I never had any love for Ohio State, and um, that makes two of us. Yeah, uh, never. And this is going back to this is going back to three yards in the cloud of dust with Woody Hayes. Never had no love for them. So, man, whatever that happens to them bad, let it happen. <laughs> uh, sadly, I feel the same way. I feel like how I said about Jimmy Jones and Jimmy, until Ohio State admits that they stole the national championship from us in 2002, nothing's good, really good's going to happen. I mean, they just gave that one national title. That was something a lot of devil that. worship. But that's not that, it's been downhill ever since, but I really think that Irvine should keep his job because um, I've been seeing a lot of people trying to poke holes into this girl's story. And then her mother did it right. uh, this weekend, basically taking the side of her husband. But the problem I would have as a parent is, all right, no, Irvin Meyer really didn't do it that long. He probably could have reacted faster. But the fact that he threw this cat, had a charge, and there were some questions about it. There was actually a police report in 2009, and then you hear the same foolishness again. You know, my question is, what are the, what's up with the other assistant coaches? What do we don't know about them? And, you know, you're sending your kid off, and you're hoping that the people that are, you know, interested with his, his education and his knowledge and his safety are stand-up people. And this kind of puts a kind of puts a doubt in your mind. And definitely at Maryland. I don't know I don't know how Maryland and as a matter of fact, Rob, we need to send a shout out to Keith McCarter for getting out of there just in the nick of time. Because Keith McCarter, uh a good friend of both yeah. of ours, who played with the Jacksonville Jaguars, was the wide receiver coach in the last two, three years. And he got a job yeah. with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a wide receiver coach this summer. Just ahead of the foolishness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I want to reach out to Keenan. Keenan. I wanted to reach out to Keenan and, and and bring him on the show. But you know, one thing they're in camp, and two, I don't know if he really want to speak on that right now because that is definitely something sensitive. Um, well, that's my that's but, my birthday twin. You know, we always have birthday parties together. That's my that's my partner. And you're right. You probably this is not going to be a good time to catch during training camp. And um, and uh, most certainly, like I said, I don't know. You know, because he's got well, they had, coaching, so I don't they know. had some foolishness this weekend with the Jacksonville team. You had, you know, the guys getting into a fight. Dante Fowler gets suspended. And then Jalen Ramsey pulls off the coup, de, the coup d'etat. He gets suspended for a week and doesn't get to play in the game. And I just told you that veterans don't like playing in these games. He right. basically got a vacation. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I mean, I just like going back to the Maryland situation. I don't know how they're going to be able to recover with this guy as the coach, because um, well, with him as the coach, you're right. You're not. Uh, they'll have to let him go, and uh, uh, they'll have to go in another direction. It's much like, uh, I mean, different scandal um, with Penn State. You know, uh, I, I I wouldn't send anybody to Penn State. Uh, after after the scandal that they had there for a while, but you know, um, you know, well, uh, uh, I got to give James Franklin credit. I didn't think he would be able to sustain it. I really thought Penn State was going to suffer after Joe Paterno retired and this scandal because man, Happy Valley is literally in the middle of nowhere, and you know, James Franklin has done a great job of selling family to the recruits, yeah. and the Penn State, you know. But if you look at the Big Ten, you got Penn State, Ohio State, you got the craziness at Michigan State, and then now this Maryland thing. People, ACC is a great conference. Don't send your kids there. Uh, <laughs> keep, them, keep them in the South. But, but um, looking at the Urban Meyer situation, I really believe he's going to keep his job because it looked like to me they're just trying to run the clock out. And then and, and the best thing that ever happened to Urban Meyer's chances of keeping his job was DJ Durkin. I mean, we you know, we were talking yeah. about Urban Meyer hard for a good week, 10 days, and then this drops. And now 
the focus is on Maryland. And I just like, you know, I asked you that question because I know you had a son. It's like, I just don't see how the school can keep this guy as the coach and then expect him to go out. And especially if he's not a big time winner, you know, and I think that's what keeps Urban Meyer on, on board. You know, Urban's a big time winner. Well, there's uh, also one other tidbit, I think, that that helped him keep his job. They named Ryan Day the interim head coach, acting head coach. He's not really the true acting head coach. It's Greg Ciano. But Greg Ciano can't be the acting head coach because he has Penn State looming over his head. I really believe uh, if Greg Ciano didn't have that Penn State situation looming over his head, and then, wait a minute, they also have two other uh, coaches on their head coaches, on the assistance with head coaching experience. Uh, Larry Johnson was an interim, but guess where it was at? Penn State. Penn State. He can't be a head coach. And then uh, the Wilson, Kevin Wilson, lost his job at Northwestern, or excuse me, at Indiana, for basically the same thing DJ Duncan is going to lose his job. So that there, I believe, if Greg Shiano didn't have that Penn State albatross around his neck, he would have been named acting head coach, and I really believe they would have ushered Urban Meyer right out the door. But because mm. they didn't have a – and there's not really a great replacement for him out there nationally. Bob Stoops, I've heard, wants the job, but I don't know if the people, the, the boosters, the alumni have that kind of faith in, in Bob Stoops. So if you take Bob Stoops off the table, who else is there? There is no one else. No. I mean, so unless you try and get Dan Muller from Florida because – he basically ran, you know, he was the offensive coordinator when, you know, Urban was at Florida. So Urban, was, Urban is going to keep his job, in my opinion, by default. I don't see how DJ Durkin hmm. coaches one game. I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, uh, default part is a good way to put it. And then, you know, it's, it's much like uh, free agency and Dez Bryant. You know, all the jobs are filled up. Where are you going to pluck somebody from? Well, he needs to hope that Antonio Callaway gets caught with another with another uh, the bag of weed and some, another gun, because that would open up the door for him. And actually, if you look at it, the door is already open for him because Josh Gordon is not in camp. But I just, you know, the biggest problem that Des Bryant has right now is that um, I don't think he's in shape. He's I don't think he's in shape. Not even if he was in shape, he's not the Des Bryant of four years ago. He is basically a possession receiver who has questionable hands. So, right. So but, knowing but, that, you know, on on the side, on the side, on the other side of it, he'll get you some good fifty-fifty balls, you know, in in, in the red zone. But um, outside of that, well, I mean, it, you know, I believe somebody will take a chance on him. It's not going to happen for another week or two, though. And it's not going to be for the only team. Only, only team I see. The only team I see doing that are, is going to be some place where the head coach is entrenched, and uh, um, and you know, and, and ownership believes in them, like Kansas City. Uh, but Kansas City wants to play fast, and uh, I don't see that. I don't see that working out. I don't see that you know working out for them there. You know the the way uh, Kansas City is building their team around speed. Maybe Carolina. I mean, uh, inaccurate quarterback and a questionable hand wide receiver. That sounds about Carolinas. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come back. I want to get into Tiger Woods. I want to get down with Hurley Brown. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern Time and 2pm Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Voice America family, once again, we're back here on the Get Down with the Hurley Brown. Uh, I'm your host today, Kelvin Harris. The Nick Foles of the show. Hurley is off making Merritt Island great again. I'm down here in South Florida, a nice sunny day, 90 degrees, nice breeze. I can't complain. My man Rob had to uh, actually go and do his radio show. Uh, for those of you in Houston, listening to us in the Houston, major, great, greater Houston area, he is on 97.9 The Box uh, during the daytime. And he also has a uh, a late night, or excuse me, a late afternoon mix on 102.1, Magic 102. But he is a diehard Dallas fan. And even though he said that he wasn't going to look at the games and he was boycotting somewhat, he's just like that 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 cross, that star-crossed lover. He's going to go back to Dallas because that's all he knows. So, I mean, it sounded good. But I want to get into... The event of the weekend, I literally wasted four and a half hours on Sunday watching Tiger Woods. Yes, that's right. Matter of fact, I took it to another level. I had on a red shirt on Sunday. I was trying my best to support Tiger. And I got to admit, he went out and played a hell of a round. Six under par. I mean... Pretty damn impressive. He went four under, four under, six under the last three days. And when you look at the tournament, you can slice it down to this. If he doesn't shoot plus three at the beginning of the tournament, the first four or five holes, he wins the tournament. If he just acts right on 17 on Saturday and Sunday, he wins the tournament. If he could get that ball landed an inch away from dropping in the hole, and he doesn't lip out his birdie putt. I believe it was at 15, where he was on the line, but it was just a little too fast. He wins the tournament. And if you look at it, Tiger Woods is about five shots from winning the British Open and the PGA all in the span of a month. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that say he's not back. Yeah, he's back. He is back. I mean, the Tiger that we knew before he got hurt and went through all this foolishness, that Tiger is from another planet. He's no longer on this planet. And if you catch wind of him, you need to, you know, tackle him and freeze him because that Tiger was historic. This Tiger... I think he's going to write his own story. I just don't think he's going to be as elegant as the one before. I mean, the stuff that he did over those eight years is there's going to be movies made about it. But what I'm seeing now to me may be just as impressive. You're talking about a guy who 16, 17 months ago was just hoping that he could tee off at a golf tournament. Winning wasn't even in his equation, and you had so many of the 
quote unquote experts writing him off saying it's over, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he should go to the seniors tour. This and that. You know, take some time off to let his back heal even more. But Tiger doubled down. He doubled down on himself. And I gotta say, it was a hell of a bet because the Tiger I've watched over the last four weeks is it, like I said, is it the Tiger that I knew from 2004, 2005? But this Tiger is close. I mean, I think the one thing that's really hurting his game is his ability to put the ball in the fairway. I mean, he just can't do it. If he was ever straighter off the tee and in the you know, on those second and third shots in the fairway, he would be unbeatable. Because if you look at what he did on Sunday, for those of you who golf, imagine this. He went 0 for 7 on the front nine when it comes to hitting fairways. 0 for 7. That's ridiculous. And he finished the front nine in two under. Choose a guy who pretty much had a hazard or some rough to get out of or a bunker on every shot damn near in this last round. And he managed to go almost bogey-free. I mean, we're not going to witness this type of golf much longer. Once he shuts it down, there's going to be a chasm. That's right, a chasm between what he was and what everybody else is. Uh, I I don't want to dilute the message or anything by overstating how good this guy played, but I got to be honest. I mean, you know, I'm a horrible golfer, but I get it. You know, I watch these guys, and, I, you know, you, you want to emulate stroke and, and, and the club speed, but, I mean, you're talking elite professionals. But in this case, I'm going to say this. If Tiger can take the next couple of weeks off and over the summer work specifically on his drive game, getting it to the point where everything hits the fairway, he'll be unbeatable because if he gets it close, he's going to put it in. And that is important. He doesn't miss putts. So he puts extra added pressure on anyone that's ahead or challenging him because you know now that you can't make a mistake on your short game. So it's going to be interesting. I think he's ranked way this week, ranked 50th uh, worldwide. I'm pretty sure he's into the 20s. I'm going to look that up and have it for you next week. But we're going to go to um, break, and, and I'll be right back with you on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. Once you're ready for family, the Get Down with Hurley Brown. We host the Get Down with him. The Nick Foles of this show. Holding it down for my main friend, who is Nicholas Maryland High Grizzly. So let's go back and talk about DJ Durkin, Urban Meyer. I uh, I asked Rob that question earlier because you know, as a parent with a son, you know, if you're involved in the kid's life, you know, you you know, you, you want to be that ultimate signing board. But when he goes off, or he or she goes off to college, and let's just say it's an athletic scholarship, it's any in a situation where they go off to college, you expect the adults around them to have their back and protect them. And I think the difference in this situation is tough coaching is one thing, but this isn't tough coaching. This is a guy that kind of reminds me of the Rutgers basketball coach, you know, who got ultimately got fired and, you know, probably won't ever have a head coaching job again. You know, what you get is you get guys, I think sometimes these guys actually do mean well. They just aren't trained properly. But the majority of the time, you've got, you've got guys who are non-athletes um, coaching your son or daughter, and they're only going by what they think they see on TV. And that's a fallacy because the majority of the coaching staffs, whether it be high school, college or pro they they respect their players and now it's it's one thing someone said this on a show they said when your players know that you really care about them they take the coaching a lot better hard coaching than if they think you're just in it for the money or you're just doing it to pacify the job situation to go get another job you know uh mark rick coach for us at the University of Miami. He's a good Christian guy, but you never know he was a coach if you didn't see him on the field because he doesn't curse. There's a lot of hugging and, 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 and uh, encouraging out there. He also, you know, he's able to yell and get his point across when need be, but for the most part, he, um, he wins with love. And then makes them dress up to go to Sunday school, and they go to multiple churches so that one one faith is not all you have when you're at that impressionable stage in your life. But, you know, Kentucky is not your typical program. I think you got to look at smaller programs to really see how this college thing goes. And even at the smaller programs, you don't see a gung-ho coach like B.J. Durkin out there uh, you know, knocking the plates out of kids' hands, uh, choking them, and other stuff, you know, tripping them up. I mean, I get it as a coach. You're trying to show certain techniques, and, you know, you might have a better familiarity with it than, say, even your head coaches. But if you are going to get me to believe the only way to coach outside linebacker you're fooling yourself. Or excuse me, not just outside linebacker, but coach defense, period. You're fooling yourself. Um, I do expect DJ Durkin to be fired. I don't know if they're going to go after a high-profile coach. I don't even really know if there's any high-profile coaches out there that would take that job. But I know that the guy after this particular guy has got a tough sell on his hands. You know, it would do them a service if they – as soon as they were able to fire this guy, I believe it's in um, sometime in November, 
they need to move forward and make it official. If they don't already make make it official, who who has a trustworthy not only not only a trustworthy face but a trustworthy background, so that they can you know change the narrative and start everything over. I don't expect many of the assistant coaches that are there now to be there next year. I mean, they've already been tainted by the coverage. I think really the only people that are going to be around that were on the team or around the team the year before, not not, not this year, but two years ago, um, they're going to get a facelift as well. And then I think you're going to probably see two or three years of decline in the record. Um, this is where the fans are going to have to be real patient because – they basically got to reboot the program, and um, it's understandable. I mean, not only did you lose some important seniors, but then you lost, uh, you know, the guy who was supposed to be the architect of your resurgence. So, good luck to the University of Maryland's program. I hope they figure it out. I hope they make the right decision. Now, the other guy, uh, Urban Meyer, he's hanging on by a thread, but. Just like on the next election night, you get the the one vote. They traveled out, and um, they've come and they've they've given Urban Meyer their support. I just don't know. I don't know if it's enough. I mean, you're looking at a school that's already under investigation for the treatment of its wrestling team, and you got a sitting U.S. congressman who's probably going to get caught in the crosshairs of that whole thing. So, will the other cheek be turned by Ohio State? That's a good question. Either way, I think uh, the athletic director, Gene Smith, probably keeps his job. But on top of that, they're going to find a role to get um, their other coaches uh, up to speed just in case they do decide to um, terminate. Urban Smith, or excuse me, Urban Meyer. I, I I'd be interested to see if Zach Smith ever gets another job in the uh, major college system. I know he's got Will Muschamp speaking up for him, and you know, haven't quite heard too much from uh, Urban Meyer, but he speaks somewhat highly of this this young man. It's just that. I don't know if I'm a parent, if I can trust Ohio State with my child. I mean, you're talking about a very proud university, but this is bigger than the university. I mean, you have a kid, you have kids who are probably terrified to go out there and be seen with this coach because, you know, he could blow a gasket. You never know it till the next day when he runs the crap out of you. I mean, this team already was under some changes because they lost quite a few players. They lost some really good players. And it's like a, a reboot of the system. You got Dwayne Haskins who's going to be the quarterback. You still got the tailback. You still got, you know, a couple of receivers who are explosive. But you got to replace the dots quite a, quite quickly. And we're going to see. We're going to see how good a coach Urban Meyer is if he does keep his job because he's going to have a chip on his shoulder the size of a redwood tree. Now, will this all propel them to the college football Final Four? Me, personally, I doubt it. My predictions for that are going to be West Virginia, uh, Maryland, Jim Fish, uh, uh, Urban Meyer, excuse me, has put this program in a tough situation. Even though technically he didn't do anything, it's just that the the culture right now in the Big Ten and at Ohio State is one that's not, it's not very forgiving. But you find out about people's beliefs, their agendas, when something's about to get torn down. And in this case, the people of Ohio let you know how they truly feel about Urban Meyer. So I don't expect him to lose his job, and I really, to be honest with you, don't expect him to lose any recruits, which I don't know if it's a sad representation of where we are right now in this country, but it is real. So I want to 
I want to, you know, once again, congratulate everybody for weathering the storm. But when I look at the Ohio State team, I see 10 and 2, maybe even 9 and 3. I know realistically a lot of you are saying, are you crazy? They're going to go at least 11 and 1. But I see some holes. And depending on how these other coaches, you know, talk to their the players, this could be a swampy year. Swampy year. Well, I, I just want to in closing that um, I hope things get better at both of these schools because realistically you know the people who really lose out in a situation like that are the players. Urban Meyer will get bought out uh, DJ Durkin will possibly get bought out they'll both walk off with ungodly sums of money as will the assistant coaches. Everybody's going to get paid out of this except well, no, I take that back. I was going to say the bird, or I was going to say um, the kids, but they're the ones that don't get paid. But Urban Meyer, DJ Durkin, and most of his assistants, the ones that get fired, will all get the rest of their contracts. And someone new will come in and take their place. And hopefully, if you're a Maryland student, this guy is cool. You know, he'll make up for the lost time. But I just don't know. I'm looking at Maryland and I'm I'm really confused. I just I think this this program's at a crossroads. And then to take it a step further, if you're the big kin, how much longer do you keep them in the conference? Do you start looking for somebody to take their place? Because they were brought the Rutgers and Maryland were brought into that that conference to enhance the T V penetration of the New York and the D C Virginia markets. Neither one of them has drawn any fans. And then you got Maryland having scandals. It's now becoming an albatross around the neck of the conference. So let's hope they clean it up for the players' sake. Um, when you're looking for me on Instagram, I'm at ebblife.net. Um, not quite sure what Hurley's handle is, but if you go and you hit search and you put Hurley Brown, uh, his uh, social media will come up. I know he's Hurley Brown on, face, on Facebook. Uh, I also have a Facebook page under my name, Kelvin Harris. And so um, if you're a Miami fan, you can also check out my Miami Hurricane page, Miami Huddle. So, you know, I just want to thank the fans for listening in. I want to thank my man Rob G for coming to help me out. We're going to go back in the lab for next week and we're just trying to figure out how to make this show better, how to make every show better than the show before that. So I just want to say on the behalf of my esteemed host, uh, Hurley Brown and former teammate as well, uh, I'm Kelvin Harris, and I want to thank all of you for listening in today. Uh, how I normally close is simple. It's all about the you, Canes for life, enough said. All right, people, thanks. Thanks for tuning in to The Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.